0: Speaking of yellow, we've got Matt Loeffler here, the armchair attorney, to talk a little bit about what's going on now with this class action lawsuit. Matt, I've got to get your take on that video that Christian just showed us, though. Not a smart decision to change two lanes and then run into the back of a cop car, but that's karma, right?
1: At least the first responders were available on scene. That's a really (laughs) big savings right there. So I like the efficiency of that collision.
0: Like the efficiency. Not the best decision, though. Anyways, let's go ahead and get in for our topic of the day. We now have Yellow, which has, of course, been in the news for about the last month and a half, now being hit with a lawsuit, class action saying, hey, you know what? We didn't get enough time, and we actually have a notice, an act that is law that will um, really kind of be instrumental in this case. Tell us what's going on.
1: Yeah, this is the WARN Act, and that stands for the Worker Adjustment Retraining Notification. This is a law that applies to big employers, big companies. And when big companies let go of people, there are certain things they have to do. In that case, is to communicate to your workers and to the state, hey, we are going to be letting go a lot of people. Um, as of July 28th, about 30,000 people from Yellow have been terminated, and there are litigation springing up all over the place. This case we're talking about is Armando Rivera. It was a 25-year-old uh, with, with Yellow for 25 years, as a dock worker and a union steward. He sues in Delaware in district court, but they're going after a bunch of different Warn statutes. There's a federal Warn statute, and then every single state has a Warn statute, and the liability for violating a Warn Act is substantial.
2: And Matthew, when you're looking at this case, what kind of defense does Yellow have when looking to really exhaust every single opportunity to really get the company sold or have some kind of Hail Mary deal in this instance and potentially making those announcements could have really disrupted any chances of that?
1: Yeah, so this, when you're suing someone for a warrant violation, you're assuming that company is going to be a going concern, like they'll be able to pay you back. But when you're in the cusp <laughs> of bankruptcy and everything we've seen is Yellow has not actually filed bankruptcy yet. but when you have this situation, no one's going to pay the plaintiffs. I did some back of the napkin math. We're talking, you know, 30,000 people, let's say average 25 bucks an hour. You're looking at almost $120 million of liability for not making the, the severance payments and all these other things that are going to come part and parcel to this. But when you are going bankrupt, and Yellow is going to go bankrupt, it will pause every single lawsuit across the country. Everything against them stops the moment they file that bankruptcy petition. So, for this type of litigation like yeah they want to get recovered they want to have their attorneys fees covered their back wages of benefits all of this but if you're yellow's counsel you knew well in advance that this was going to happen but you're thinking is what are they going to do like we're going to declare bankruptcy we're going to stop the proceedings and these plaintiffs will just go pound sand until the bankruptcy petition or bankruptcy is is completed so this might make some some noise on the deals but everybody in this business knows in advance when you did when you're winding down operations with this size of a workforce, their lawyers knew exactly the liability they were facing. And there was a calculated decision to simply just not follow through with the normal process of providing notification to employees.
0: And honestly, if you had been paying attention to the news and the way that things were going in the last six weeks, you would know that Yellow was coming to an end. I think we called for the beginning of the end of Yellow back in the middle of June when we started to see those issues really start to pop up with the Teamsters. It shouldn't have necessarily been a true surprise that we see it go this way. Although, of course, it is. We are very sympathetic to those who have been affected now and lost their jobs. We saw Yellow, I believe it was either yesterday or the day before, Rachel Premack posted on Twitter the notifications of what their severance packages were going to look like. Zero to nine years of service was going to get two and a half weeks, I think, of pay for their severance, and then it went up as your uh, tenure increased as well. Are we going to be seeing maybe any adjustments to that severance pay? Do you think that a lawsuit like this would have any bearing on adjusting that severance, or is it pretty, pretty cut and dry once they have it announced that the lawsuit doesn't even matter?
1: Yeah, I mean this is I that's a really, really good question. So here's the the situation that Yellow faces itself in. Sure, they want to do right by their employees. Sure they want to follow the statutes that are out there to make sure people get compensated and notified. The fact that we kind of suspected Yellow going bankrupt is not enough for them to to satisfy the requirements of the Warren statutes. Like you have to do certain procedural things or face liability. But the reality is, um, what assets does Yellow have? How much money do they have to pay their secured creditors, the people that own the trucks or lend in them trucks through the banks and everything? Um, whatever remains, whatever deals get cut now in terms of severance, they may not be honored because once you go into bankruptcy, and again, we, we haven't seen them file yet, which is kind of interesting. I, I have some thoughts on that. But as to uh, what happens next, um, those deals, uh, they may be enforced. They may not. It depends on whether or not Yellow has the capital in this restructuring or potentially chapter seven of just complete in, in, insolvency and then winding everything down. We just don't know yet. But anything that is, is put in place today is about as valuable as the paper it's written on. Um, bankruptcy changes a lot of things once you get into that mix.
2: And Matthew, let's jump into that point and the lack of a filing just yet. What are your initial thoughts on that? And what are some of the thought processes behind it?
1: Oh, if you're Yellow's counsel, I have to suspect your goal is to delay the filing as long as possible. When you file for bankruptcy protection, you are considered insolvent for the last 90 days of operation. So anything that you paid, anything that you've done can be clawed back into the bankruptcy estate. So if you've been making payments to preferred vendors or you've been doing other things, um, that money can come back to you. So the longer you can delay filing, that longer that window of 90 days shortens and shortens and shortens so that things you did 120 days ago. Uh, isn't going to be looked at, things you did 100 days ago, maybe even 91 days ago. So this, I think, is what's happening with this bankruptcy petition. They are going to extend it as long as they can. But as we see more litigation popping up, I mean, again, every single state has a version of the WARN Act. There will be many people suing for this. They're looking for class action certification in the Rivera case. So Yellow will have to make a decision sooner than later. This case will tell people This is the time to sue, because if you don't do it now, you're going to be stuck with the bankruptcy proceedings. So my expectation is they'll file this week. They have to. With this kind of litigation, this is a lot of liability on the line for them.
0: So we know that over the last two weeks, some of the stuff that was on the line for them was, of course, freight that was already in their network. And there were a lot of folks who were saying, "Okay, you know what, we're trying to make this recovery, but drivers aren't answering the phone. The docks where our freight is at have already shut down, and we just simply can't get this freight out. For those who are looking to recover freight that has not made its way out of the network so far, what type of avenues do they have if we're seeing a either delayed bankruptcy filing or eventually bankruptcy filing? Do those shippers just have to say, okay, you know what, hands up, we're done with it, and that's what insurance is for? Or are there other, other ways to go ahead and recover that?
1: It's a lot of different ways you can approach this. Hot shots are probably the best route to recover the freight if you really need the freight. Many of the LTL carriers are not going to yellow docks to pick up freight. They just don't want to deal with that situation. We saw this 20 years ago with CF. So if you have been shipping with yellow in the last six weeks, like you have been reporting on, um, you made a mistake if your brokers went, oh, well, yellow is really great. It's really competitive. We're going to continue working that way. You have gotten the thing that you should have learned 20 years ago. At this <laughs> moment, you have insurance that may help you in certain cases, but ultimately um, your hot shots are probably your best route to try to recover anything. And it's not going to be easy. So this unwinding of yellow will take months and months. There will be things stuck in box for weeks on end and no sight of where you're going to find the things. So this is the the chaos that happens after you have one of the largest four hire motor carriers begin winding down.
2: Matthew, thank you so much for shedding some more light on the situation. If people want to get in touch with you or find more of your content, how can you do that?
1: Well, you can find me at uh, Twitter, Armchair Addy, A-T-T-Y. That's the abbreviation for the word attorney. Uh, if you're looking for trailers, I love to lease trailers. But I, you know, at the end of the day, I love to be part of the supply chain and talk about this institutional organization. 99 years in business, one of the longest serving motor cares ever this is a, a really interesting time in our industry
0: absolutely matt thank you for joining us and lending your expertise and we'll talk to you later
2: thank you right now we're going to take a short break but we'll be right back with more for it is now